Hello, and welcome to Workle's Meet the Business Author podcast. I'm Mark Price, the founder of Workle, a platform designed to help everybody get happier at work. In this podcast, I'll be speaking to a range of people who've written books on business. From a range of authors across all industries, this podcast aims to help you understand more about business and how to create success. I'm absolutely thrilled in this edition of the Meet the Business Author podcast to be talking to Greg Orm, who has just published the award-winning book, The Human Edge, Why Curiosity and Creativity Are Your Superpower in a Digital Economy. So um, Greg has got a fantastic career background. He worked in the media for BBC, ITV, and then he went uh, into academia. And Greg now lectures and is a programme director at the London Business School, where he founded and grew the Centre for Creative Business. Greg, it's wonderful to have you on the Meet the Business Author podcast. Just tell us a little about your background first. So you started your business life when you left university in the media. That's right, Mark, and thank you for that kind introduction. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. I, I hope after raising expectations, they won't plummet now. I've opened my mouth. But yes, I, I originally was uh, a print journalist uh, for the Solihull Times and then the Evening Mail and then on some of the nationals and then into television with the BBC and on, on sort of regional and national um, news pro- programming. And what took you into that world of journalism? I mean... Why did you decide that was a route you wanted to take? It's a classic case, isn't it? I was, I was at school, I was 15 years old, and I went to the careers evening, and the careers guy said, and I said, uh, you know, some of the indicators are I should be writing, and that I might be good at that. And he said, it's just really difficult to get into, you won't be able to do it. <laughs> so it's immediately what I wanted to do from then on. So that was my ambition at a at that age uh, and then I wrote for my university newspaper and was still interested in it and and I really enjoyed my 10 years in the media. Uh, I guess I still am because I'm I'm now writing uh, business books but obviously that's kind of alongside my other work as a facilitator and keynote speaker and that kind of thing. And, and for, those of the, for those people listening who, who are keen to get into the media, um, before we talk about the book, um, how did you get in? Because it is notoriously difficult. It, it is really difficult. And I, I hesitate to give advice now because sadly I'm quite old and it's a long time ago. I don't think it's changed that much though. There's so many people who want to get in. Um, you actually have to be prepared to work and do things kind of for free for a while. So I actually provided free um, film reviews to my local paper to get, to get in. Uh, then they started paying me a small amount. Uh, I actually did a conversion uh, course after my degree as well to get a qualification in journalism. Um, so it is difficult. And this is one of the reasons it's got a reputation for attracting middle class people because they're the ones that can afford to work for free for a while, which isn't fair. But I think that's pretty much the reality of it. Uh, you just have to. It's a, a little bit like what I say to people who say, I want to write. What should I do? I say just start, uh, just act as if you are a writer, and then hopefully uh, the world will catch up with you eventually. And then, then Greg, what took you into the world of academia? Well, I'm not sure I would say I'm, I kind of sit alongside the world of academia. So my role at London Business School is as a contributor and lecturer. So I do 
have my own material and I bring that to senior executives through our programs. But I'm also a program director, so I'm kind of corralling the, the proper dyed-in-the-wall um, academics into these programs and bringing their insights to business. So I think um, I see myself more as a translator between academia and the business world, both in terms of my writing activities and also facilitation and speaking. But, uh, you know, I don't think they would accept me as a proper academic because I don't publish in, you know, these journals without sounding cynical that nobody reads. <laughs> so I try and publish my material uh, for slightly more popular um, publications. And what, what um, inspired you to set up your foundation there for the Centre for Creative Business? Well, that, that, was, that was probably the conversion. I was actually working at ITN at the time. I was producing, <clears throat> back then, ITN produced the Channel 5 News, if you remember. And I was one of the lunchtime and evening programme editors. So, you know, I was deciding what went into the programme and selecting that and writing the scripts, etc. And then um, that job came up uh, at London Business School to head up effectively what was a joint venture between London Business School and the University of the Arts London. And what's really interesting, Mark, is back then that whole body was to effectively package up IP from business schools and give it to creative businesses. So, you know, TV production businesses, advertising, etc. So, so to give them a dose of MBA thinking, you know, and uh, good old fashioned planning and forecasting and strategy. And the whole of the rest of my career is reversed that polarity. So, now, instead of taking business school thinking to creative organizations, I take creative thinking into larger organizations. So I've kind of flipped around over a, a period of about 20 years, 15, 20 years. Which obviously brings us on to your book. So this, the second book uh, you've written is the one we're talking about today, The, the Human Edge, um, and rightly been uh, uh, given a, a prestigious award. Um, and in the book, you, you really try to draw out uh, the edge that humans are going to have in a, an age of technology and AI. So what was it first that, that got you thinking about writing a book about that? Well, the first instance was I, I, I'd already got interested in technology and what it was doing to the workplace and what it was requiring from human beings. So that had become an interest of mine about four or five years ago. Although I'm not a technologist, I'm, I'm interested in the impact on it of it on leadership and organizations and i was giving a speech back at london business school to an alumni group <clears throat> about that issue and i was talking a little bit about artificial intelligence and after i'd finished finished speaking a fairly senior female ceo from a large organization came up to me and said i'm interested in what you've say, said about organizations but what about me and what about my two daughters what skills and capabilities do we need in a world a disrupted a world disrupted by technology the world of machines that we're all so anxious about and i didn't really have a very good answer to it and that resulted in three or four years of research that resulted in writing the the human edge uh, and the superpowers that i explore in there and just for for those that uh think about writing how how do you then go around the writing are you very disciplined or do you sort of write when you feel the urge to do so how, how do you actually put pen to paper um i for me it requires enormous discipline to write a book because um i don't generally stop working i do take a, a short sabbatical in the lot, latter stages of it 
<clears throat> about a couple of months normally when my, you know my work goes a little bit more quiet during the summer so I, I write during the summer but the rest of the time which is about 18 months to two years um, I'm still delivering keynote speeches around the world or, or used to be Mark I hope to, hopefully that comes back soon at one point at some point now I'm delivering digital um, learning and, and development so I have to find a time during the day and generally my time to write is early in the morning that's when I'm at my best so I just get up early and write sometime between generally I write for a couple of hours between 6 30 8 30 9 o'clock around then uh, and then crack on with the rest of my day but if I don't take that time and write every day even if I'm not quite sure where it's going the project doesn't move forward and, and then turning to the book itself um, what will somebody learn from reading your book well this is for anybody in the workplace who wants to address the issues that we're all facing that we're all facing it was it's initially catalyzed by the whole question of ai and we are in a world uh, now that's probably been accelerated i would argue by covid19 that any algorithmic job that you can write down all the keystrokes of all the things that someone has to do to complete that job is likely to be automated uh, by machine learning sometime in the next five years or so um, effectively, you know, in the first industrial revolution, the machines came for our arms and legs, <laughs> and now the machines have come for white collar jobs. We're, we're all facing that, but it's not the apocalyptic scenario we're facing. It's just one of many disruptions. So the question the book addresses is how do you respond as someone in the workplace to ensure that you can evolve and develop as quickly as the world is changing around you? And so the person who reads the book uh, effectively hang it around four C's, which is the, are these so-called superpowers I talk about of consciousness, curiosity, creativity, and collaboration. And they will get to understand the science-based tips and techniques to fast develop those skills in themselves and the people around them. And so it's a practical book for people that want to change. But given all your expertise, how do you help people become more creative, more, more curious, I can see, but just give us a little flavour of how you develop those creativity skills. Absolutely. Well, um, the, I deliberately structured the book with those four C's. Um, I actually, underneath the four C's, there are eight what I call dance steps and those make up the eight central chapters of the book uh, and each there are two dance steps to each C. so you effectively got eight things to think about and um, creativity I think is the was the most difficult part of the book to write because it's become so mythologized and so distant from most of us M many of us the, the vast majority research shows don't feel attached to their own innate human creativity anymore so I take a very practical approach to it. Uh, I think if, if something's been taken away from us and it sits up there as a distant word that's really quite mysterious, I've tried to dig underneath, to excavate and find the practical things that you can do every day to rediscover and reacquaint yourself with your own creativity. And so the C's don't have to be in order, but effectively they sort of build uh, in one sense on each other. So. Consciousness is made up of the ability to focus. So that's one of the dance steps. And that gives you enough time to even think about creativity in a, in a digitally distracted world. 
Also within that, there is the idea of purpose, which we, we know releases dopamine in our system and makes us want to take risks and, and, and go forward and, uh, and actually take the risk that is creativity. As you mentioned, curiosity is something we can build in ourselves. And that is, I like to think of that as the gateway drug to get to creativity. And then creativity is a series of habits. It's a creative habit. It's not, um, it's not a innate uh, skill necessarily. It's an attitude to life. So I talk a, a, about the things that you can do to catalyze your creativity every day. So just literally questioning the world around you, being more observant of what you see, uh, starting creative projects. We just talked about my creating project, just getting going. And there's a whole host of really practical things you can do to make it part of your life. That's fantastic. Um, well, Greg, thank you very much uh, for uh, explaining what's in that book. I have to ask you, are you thinking of writing the next one already? Always. I, I'm constantly thinking, but I, I, I haven't got the idea yet. But I, I figure if I keep writing blogs and putting out short videos and interacting with my audience, which is effectively leaders and managers and organizations, something will strike me that's a problem to solve for those people. Well, after this book, um, I think people will be eager to read even more. Uh, Greg, thank you very much. Thank you for your book, The Human Edge, which uh, listeners can purchase on Workle on the Business Library. Uh, and we wish you every success, Greg. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mark. It's been great to speak to you. Thank you for listening. To buy the book, head to Workle's Business Library, where you can browse over 300,000 business titles. See you next time.